yeah, Carbondale is amazing. Uh, and you know, my favorite place to eat is Sam's Cafe. You gotta <laughs> love the gyros, man. Gotta love the gyros. <laughs> uh, and that is a telltale sign of like how old somebody is. Like, you know, like yes. if somebody tells you my favorite restaurant is Flame or Global Gourmet or whatever, you're like, all right, you're an older person with some money. But if somebody tells you that you are, that their favorite restaurant is Sam's Cafe, <laughs> it's yes. like all right now now we're getting into the more youthful perspective on carbondale yes yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that man i love that and then uh with the more use the more useful probably a more useful perspective too with the more youthful perspective on carbondale uh i welcome my guest for episode eight uh cleva fitzgerald um Carbon, God, I'm butchering the intro again. I don't even care. WTF Carbondale is the podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives, and we tie it all together with this little place that we love and call home here in Carbondale, Illinois. Cleva Fitzgerald, welcome going? to the studio, my new friend. Thanks for having uh, me. Thanks for reaching <laughs> out, dude. Like, I didn't have any, like, I never know what to expect when somebody reaches out and they're like, hey, I want to talk to you about everything that you're doing. It's like, it could be awful. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. But seldom have I had it be awful. I'm just always real apprehensive. But like, you hit me up and you were like, hey, man, I like what you're doing. Uh, I want to talk to you more about it, which we'll do off camera. But then I was like, <laughs> hey, um, without even getting that far, do you want to do the podcast? And you were like, yeah. Um, so let's start off the way we start Ooh, off yeah. the podcast. How'd you get to Carbondale? Um, I was born here in Carbondale, but never really... Uh had the Carbondale feel. I was raised over in Mounds, Illinois. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know where that is. It's a little bit uh, about an hour south of Carbondale. Uh-huh. And uh, one day my mom was just like, hey, let's just go back to our hometown. And uh, and that's how I got back here. <laughs> nice, man. And it was a really big, big culture shock to me. Big culture shock. Because <laughs> Mounds is pretty tiny, isn't it? Yes, Mounds is pretty, pretty tiny. Uh, and with that being said, everyone was my cousin, so <laughs> uh, I didn't have the really the pleasure to meet new people uh -huh. and you know having friends and stuff like that until I got to Carbondale. Good, good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to get here and to make new friends. Do all yes. that. Now, is, is Mounds is Mounds the home to like all the different oh like the 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 indigenous peoples like. Um, oh, like architecture sites and stuff like yes, that? Yes, yes. Um, you know, we have is Mounts, and then is Mount City, uh -huh. and then is Cairo, and is right next to, you know, and there's a lot of uh, historical places there that you like to go and, you know, sightsee if you're into things like that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, for sure. I just remember being, if, uh, making sure that I had my, my towns correctly, but yes. I remember, like, as a, as a kid, like, that's where we would go on field trips to because it was, like, this really big deal historical site like oh, yeah. so you know within a day's drive like you can load up kids on a bus in the morning have them back by three o'clock to send them home with their parents later oh, yeah. in the day so yes, it always yes. came together when did you when did you come back to carbon <clears throat> um i came back my uh seventh grade year i came back uh i'm bad with years i don't remember the man, year <laughs> but uh, you're in your mid-20s man they just yeah. go away from here that's it <laughs> uh but yeah i came back my seventh grade year and like i said it was a culture shock so when i uh, attended that school is it was way bigger mm -hmm. uh, way more people and it was hard for me to um you know interact with other people because i was kind of nervous because mm -hmm. of so many people uh, but once I started playing basketball, that's when everything changed. Nice, <laughs> nice. So you were a Terrier then? I was. Legit. Yes, Legit. yes. I was class of 2007. I was the first class to go, like, all four years in the new school. Yes. Like, we were the ones that, like, didn't get to know what open campus was. And I'm guessing they still didn't have open campus by the time you would have been in high school. No, still no, no open campus. <laughs> no, fun, no fun. Who was your, uh, who were some of your favorite teachers? Now we're going to, we're going to play that. Cause I haven't oh. had a chance to have that talk with somebody yet and be like, Hey, you're a little bit younger than me. I want to know who you liked as teachers and who oh. maybe there's crossover. I don't know. Um, in middle school, it was probably my science teacher, Mr. Uh -huh. Garth. It was definitely him. Cause he had, pet snakes in his in his classroom and nice. i always love looking at that while doing my <laughs> homework and stuff like that uh high school i had a lot of favorite teachers in high school um 
I can't really off the top of the top of my head. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of favorites <laughs> in high school. Definitely <laughs> just, did. Just blanket anybody anybody that sees you, it out there, pick up. Now you don't have anybody fighting over. Oh, yeah. I wasn't Cleveland's <laughs> favorite. What the heck, man? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. So basketball? Did you do any other sports? Anything else? Uh yeah. I, um, in middle school I ran track. Um, and then over in high school, I just did, uh, basketball. I believe I ran track for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little club, you know, I'm a nerd. So I did architectural club oh, and stuff like nice. that, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, architectural class and the robotics class shared the class together. So I got to see, you know, the robots being built and stuff like that. So oh, it was pretty fun. neat. Have you, do you, have you gotten to do any other stuff outside of there, like different summer camps at SIU or anything like that, or just. Uh, clubs in inside high school um we did whenever i was in architectural class we did like a um like an international thing we uh-huh. competed in chicago um against like third world countries and mm-hmm. you know texas and people like that and we basically built um like a life model of a building uh-huh. and uh we competed against against that you know I like so that, man. it was pretty neat it was pretty neat is this uh is this something like a, a passion that you've grown into and still have or have you uh, taken a different a different direction i took no. a different direction <laughs> um you know a lot of people do that and it's crazy because i really really loved uh using programs and you know 3d uh rendering and stuff like that to mm-hmm. build buildings that was my passion until i got out of high school and <laughs> um and i seen that you know it just wasn't you know feasible in this area <laughs> as an architect yeah so i kind of steer away from that so nice. yeah what did you steer into i stirred into more of a um it was <laughs> It was more, I got more business savvy, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I, as I grew, I knew that, you know, that was more important. And so, um, I got, you know, I stood away from that and got into the things that I was really, really, really passionate about mm-hmm. and more hidden that I really didn't tell a lot of people about until uh, recently. Yeah. Nice. And that's, uh, and that's one of the things that really impressed me. <laughs> even, even, you know, it was kind of like, well, Hey, you just want to do the podcast and then. I started doing a little bit digging and looking around. I was like, oh, cool. So just another person running around with hundreds of thousands of followers <laughs> in their pocket like it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, it, it, it shocked me as well uh, when I got into it. And I was kind of scared to come out uh, with, you know, what I was dealing with throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did, I was definitely not expecting, you know, you know what what happened yeah as you were saying <laughs> so so let's let's kind of start from even the the beginning of it and share what you are comfortable with and and don't feel like you have to you know share to an extent that you're that you're not right i'll yeah. sit here and i'll be the first to tell you um you know we we can have an empathetic conversation about it because i myself have struggled with my own particular issues uh with depression uh you know and and mental health issues so like you know i i you know i may not know exactly what you've been through yes. but i can Right, I can connect on that level, but at the same time, this is going out to a broader audience, and everybody's comfortable having their discussion at the level that they do. So, yeah. um, you know, if it's more about the platform than it is about, uh, you know, specifically where where you're at, you know, that's spectacular. So, however right. you want to go from it, but start from the point that you want to start at. Oh right, yeah, sure. Um, so let's start in the very beginning um, when I realized that um, it was a problem. Um, yeah. And so I dealt with a lot of depression more than anxiety. And uh, it was really tough for me throughout, you know, my small ages um, when I was still in Mounts. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I was not going to lie, man. I was I was poor, you know, living, you know, living in, you know, non-affordable home, you know, houses, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it was tough for my mom. And me being a little child, it was it was hard for me because I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't old enough to, you know, go work and, you know, help my mom out with those situations. So it made me really depressed. And um, so it kind of followed my depression, kind of followed me all the way to Carbondale. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then as I got older, I got to thinking, you know, what if I'm not the only one? Yeah that is dealing with this type of, you know, mental illness. And so um, I did some research and, you know, come to find out I'm not the only one. So uh, <laughs> my idea was to create a community 
or a place where someone can go and not feel judged or not feel, you know, less of a person or, mm -hmm. you know, not, you know, just be themselves. Yeah. So um, I created this thing and I was like, hmm, depression free. And, uh, you know, I ran with it. You know, I created a logo and stuff. And um, for a while, I was I was afraid that it wasn't going to do good. You know, I was <laughs> I kept stopping. I was like, ah, you know, let me put this to the side. People are not going to you know, see this and they're not going to appreciate this and, you know, just stuff like that. And so then I kind of got over that and was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and try this. Mm -hmm. And that happened, I want to say about six months ago, oh, wow. I created this. Okay. And, um, and fast forward six months later to now, um, I'm able to reach, you know, over 30 million people. And that alone motivates me in my life mm -hmm. to do positive things to do better and to keep my head on the right shoulder you know because you know just just knowing that someone understands and not just someone like the whole world you mm -hmm. know I've, I've reached so many people and that helped me with my situation as well like yeah. you know of course I'm not perfect and I have different situations you know different things that I do you know that are not that are not uh you know perfect and so that me creating this depression free helped me in that situation to to be a better person you know to put it all together to be a better person so uh, my plan is to um, bring it locally uh, more and um, you know start having events uh, like you know food drives and you know clothing drives to you know help you know, uh, people that didn't have a home and people that's struggling really bad. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I want to do in the future. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to try and like draw draw people in and and, and even like develop be beyond these mechanisms to like deliver mental health resources to and like get people to just feel comfortable? Like, hey, you know, yes. people may be used to going and and doing this activity or, or that activity and reaching out for a particular type of help that feels like it's connected to their physical body, right? Food yes. or clothes or, or something. But then one step further and be like, Hey, there is a, there's a whole nother level of mental health that needs addressed. Yes. If you, if you're having to ask for help with this or that particular item, that there may be some trauma associated with it, that has taken you one step further. That's like, people aren't talking to you about another need that you have. Right. So I get that. Um, yeah, that is, that is something I am looking into as well. Um, I got some things in the work. I don't want to spoil <laughs> yeah, it, I hear you. but, I hear you. um, um, so I got some things in the works to where I will be able to, um, give more help rather than, you know, being there, uh, physically mm -hmm. and just helping them with the things that they need to get by in life. Um, and I'm I'm trying to get together where they can, you know, contact somebody or like have some type of hotline where they mm -hmm. can come and just talk yeah. and just let it all out and don't be afraid, you know, and and hope you know, we have like my like me, you know, my, my ears are open and I don't discriminate. I, I love every soul, you know. So you come to me, I'm more than happy to open my ear and just, you know, just listen to you. Yeah. Um I also too have um, a surprise for everyone too um, into that depression-free world. I have I am coming out with some products as well, uh -huh. um, more like uh, calming type things, mm -hmm. um, uh, like you know depression-free bracelets or something that you can wear or something that you can put on, so that you know you would have that on and it's like a um, mechanism to make you not necessarily make you, but you feel at ease mm -hmm. and you feel safe you feel comfortable um as you continue your day and stuff like something that, so. you know something you know you just play with tinker with like something yes. that a little bit of sensory input you know just something to even fidget with like oh i feel nervous like yes. i can you know, yes. I can pull on this or I can play with that or whatever it may be. and Almost like the old school fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some people out there still going, what's he mean old school fidget spinners? I thought this was still the cool thing. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, that's neat, man. So, like, so, you know, this has kind of developed even even further into, uh, you know, an idea of, you know, helping people, but a, but a business component, too, and something that you just want to, kind of run with like six months yes. though man like <laughs> yeah. uh, i you know i was expecting you know i've you know we i've maybe got thirteen thousand people on a facebook page in 
like a four year span, nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy, but you're over here like, Oh yeah, just six months. I got over 400,000 followers and reach 30 million people. And uh, like, what is that? What does that feel like that rapid growth? And like, just to see the numbers tick up and just being like, wow, people like I'm having some kind of impact on people's lives right now. Like they see what I share and it makes them feel a particular way. And I hopefully hope for the better. Yes. I mean, it, it feels almost surreal. Like, like, you know, ain't no way a person in Carbondale, little old me is reaching out to somebody in Cambodia and Africa and, you know, places that you never thought they had internet. Uh And you, you know, it's, it's, it just blows my mind, and that it, it what motivates me to continue to do because I think in my head, like, okay, if this is really helping people out, you know, me posting consistently every day positive quotes, you know, someone might be going through a tough breakup or someone just lost their job and they just come across this quote that I just posted and they're like, oh, okay, let me put these meds down or, oh, let me put this down and let me, you know, maybe this is a sign to where not to give up and just that right there alone is incredible to me you know it's i can't i can't explain the feeling you know it's just it's just amazing (laughs) no no, i mean it's it it's the impact of communication and how communication has been individualized right it used to have to be uh you know a a group of people putting together a newspaper or creating a television uh broadcast show or radio or whatever else but now it's like it's crazy. As a, as a single person, you can just pick up your phone and make something, and what you make can have profound impact. Yes. You know? It's crazy. This technology has grown so fast that you're able to do that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And to, like you said, to be able to just do it here. Like, yes. <laughs> do it here in Carbondale out of all places. Like, you know, majority of people that's on my page don't even know where Carbondale is. Yeah. And for me, being here in a, in a small town compared to, you know, other places. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it, it's great. Because I want to bring something to Carbondale that a lot of people probably have been struggling with in Carbondale for years. Mm-hmm. And we, we just don't know it because it's so underground that, you know, nobody really want to talk about it because it's, 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 it's deep and, you know, it can be dark at some point. But, you know, at the end of the day... It just has to be talked about in order for it to get solved. Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm going to ask you like a really point blank question on this because I, I, I think, you know, it's it's one thing to be a to be a guy and talk about mental health issues. Right. But add the layer of being a black man. <laughs> yes. And talking about mental yes. health issues like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's. It's tough because you know I give a, a a short example. I was talking to a guy, one of my guy, um, one of my friends, and um, for, at the job that I work at, mm-hmm. and um, and he's Caucasian, and we were talking and stuff, and we were just like, you know, um, you know, man, how's your how's your page doing? How's your you know depression free movement going? I was like, you know, it's going really well, and. I was kind of telling him briefly about my story and what I went through. And he was like, really, man? He's, you know, I never had to do that. And <laughs> I never lived in that situation. Uh-huh. And, you know, I never really had to struggle. So yeah. I can't tell you how that will feel. And, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's it's tough. Yeah. If you were in my shoes, you know, you if only you knew. But it it, it could be tough at times, especially with me being a black man. Um it definitely can be tough talking about this situation and a male as well. Cause yeah. you know, I get, and, and I get tons, thousands, thousands of inbox every day, um, about people's situations mm-hmm. and their life stories. And I, I, I try to get to them all as much as possible, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard. Oh yeah. But yeah. when I do and I tell them like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a male, I'm a black man. And they're like, Whoa, really? Oh man. I thought you were uh, a 30 year old, White girl, you know, or something <laughs> crazy like that. I'm like, no, I'm definitely a black man. And I definitely have same situations and same depression and anxiety that most, you know, women go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always targeted. So, well, just, it's just women that go through those situations. Like, you know, men are strong enough. They'll be fine. And little do they know we have the same feelings. Yeah. 
you know, we have the same emotions and we hurt just the same as as females. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you're like, hey, you know, I'm a black man like this is not, you know, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not I'm not, you know, uh, uh, uh you know, like an eighteen-year-old white girl yeah. behind this page, <laughs> like flowery quotes and like all this other things, man. It's like we all can use a little bit of bubble bath every now and yeah, then, man. Yeah. Like I, uh, <laughs> I posted something on my page, and it, it had everything to do with females, uh-huh. and it was something that like a fe- another female would post because it was so relatable uh-huh. to them. And I seen I like to look at my comments just to see yeah. what's going on, and um. One of the comments was it was something something weird, but it was like, oh, it was a guy. He was like, well, uh, you know, guys hurt too, and um, mm-hmm. and I was like, in my head, I was like, man, this is just a female post, you know, related yeah. to females at this moment. Yeah, that's it. But anyways, the guy commented, it was like, yeah, maybe this might be a this might be a girl running this page because it's so relatable to girls and it's all about girls, blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude. If only you knew yeah. that I'm a black man <laughs> running this page, I promise you, I can relate. <laughs> uh, and and I mean beyond that, like you're 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 looking to have relatable content for any and everybody. Yes, any right? and everybody, any and everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, I I post stuff strictly for females. I post stuff strictly for men. You know, sometimes strictly for you know if like for example the guy from. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Panther, uh-huh. the one that uh, just Chadwick passed Boseman. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Um, I made a post about him just to you know give my respects to him and his family, and it, that was just strictly for a black cultural thing, you uh-huh. know, because it's a black movie, and you know, if he, when he died, a lot of black people were affected by it yeah, because absolutely. you know there were he was their superhero, you know, so uh, just things like that. I, I try to make a point to uh, cover everybody instead mm-hmm. of just one one person you know so what so you're getting all these inboxes all the time <laughs> like do i mean is there is there a thought of like okay well i mean and i i hadn't even thought you know you're talking about well how do i set up uh you know ways to to help people write a uh you know a, a, a call line or you know, even yeah. just putting a, another couple people behind the keyboards to be able to answer people and like hey it's gonna be all right like you know right. somebody's here to listen to you even if i'm just somebody through the uh through the computer like you know sometimes some the person that you don't know at all right, right. the person that you may have just made up in your mind that's behind this page right <laughs> right is, <laughs> is exactly the person that you need to talk to because you can't talk to your friends or your family no. or your peers or no. whatever it may be yeah and i feel like um <clears throat> When when someone inboxed me about a situation, nine times out of ten, I relate to them because it's you know revolved around this page was revolved around my issues and what uh-huh. I've been through, and when they when they inbox me, I can relate to them and I can talk more comfortably with them because they understand. Mm-hmm. Rather than you know, uh, I go to my mom and I tell her about a situation and she just like, what, like, <laughs> what do you? You're you're a man. Like you're not supposed to go through this yeah. <laughs> this situation. But but you know like uh, just you know different people. Like for example, I have a friend that does don't know don't understand depression or mental illnesses, mm-hmm. and I try to talk to him about it, and he's just like, yeah, man, you're not. I'm enjoying my pizza, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> this is not really important to me. And I'm yeah. like, all right, then. <laughs> cool. It's like, bro, but it's important right, to me, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> but, I mean, it's tough. Um, even now with me having this page, it's still tough. Um, when, you know, I talk to someone and I try to open up to them, it, it's, it can get tough. Um, yeah. I, I, I always throw up that, um, that security wall. Um, that everybody has, and I I do that from time to time too. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, and ultimately, I mean, you are you are on the wide wide world of the internet, <laughs> right? And you and you got to keep you got to keep some sort of distance, right? Yeah, you yes. want to help people, but you got to maintain a little bit of <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, a little bit of a little bit of personal safety and and uh, you know I security. Agree. 
on that end too. So that's that's reasonable. I definitely agree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it completely, man. No, that's I just I'm I'm enthralled by this because this is you know obviously our, our first conversation together so as you're talking to me i'm having things just fire off in my head and just yeah. going okay cool well here's what i see in this and and that and you know something we'll have a little bit more in depth of a conversation later when we're not on camera right, but right. the um <laughs> you know like like just finding ways of you know what you want to do to support um additional activity that that yeah. you think you can provide i mean and, and figuring out what some of the mechanisms are that are already in place that you can just like tie right. yourself right into. Right. I, I right. just, I can imagine what benefit an organization like Centerstone that has a five state footprint yes. or whatever it is that, you know, is this massive nonprofit that gets millions of dollars in grant funding to help people with all types of issues, whether it's substance abuse right. or, um, you know, different, different types of mental health issues or, uh, you know, what, whatever, it, you know, right, right now is they're helping people with, you know, I'm sure different pandemic related yes. things like mm -hmm. so much activity there. It's like, well, what are your next steps? Shucks, if you've only been doing this for six months, you've shown people what you can do in building an audience. Right. Now, how do you show people what you can do in refining that? You bring on people that are already kind of the, the heavy hitters in, right. the, in, the, in, in the local environment about that, and then now you're at a different <clears throat> level of making content. And it's, it's crazy because a lot of people that sees this are like, oh, man, like that had to have been really easy. I'm like, no, no, no. Like yeah. starting something like this is really really time consuming and and i work uh i work for fedex you know and nice. so i'm job, a delivery man. driver yeah yeah no that's dude and in your mid-20s making yeah. fedex money like i hope you're making decent fedex money. oh yeah, yeah. they're like okay, dude no dude you're you're on like but um it's, <laughs> i it's, wish it's, i had been that smart it's, it's crazy because you know me working for FedEx, and as you know, we ha we in this pandemic right now, and it's been going on for months, and uh -huh. it's and it's almost never ending, and it's affected me because I'm a delivery driver, yeah. and most of these stores are closed early or not are not open. Um, Tis the season coming real soon, Christmas, yeah. and you know the online sales will shoot up. So that makes me more more busier and um, less time for what I have to do on the side, yeah. you know, with my, with my movement, but I still make time. Yeah. And that's, that's how important it is to me. And, um, it's a lot of people like, yeah, you know, it's easy, but no, it's not easy. Cause I have to network. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have mm -hmm. to set the, you know, it's a lot of, you know, puzzles you have to piece together mm -hmm. in order for it to, to move smoothly. You, you got know? any kids yet? I have one. Oh man, I was getting ready to tell you like take all that time that you don't have not have a kid. <laughs> I, have my I first do kid. have. I, I had one. I had my kid when I was twenty. My 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 wife had uh, had our stepkids when she was twenty as well. So okay, I also yeah. get how much time you can lose. Yeah. <laughs> you can. In, in that prime youth to be, I say lose how much time you you invest in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, your kids and being a dad. So boy boy or girl. It is a boy. Boy. Nice, <laughs> it nice. is how a old? boy. He is six. Six? Oh, that's legit, man. It is. It's you're, you're, legit. You're, you're just out of diaper changing age. and Yes. <laughs> you only got a little bit more of cleaning up the toilet seat age left before you get. Right. It definitely <laughs> it definitely is. And, you know, like you were saying about the time thing, man. Um, with me being young, you know, I'm still in my mid-20s. Yeah. And staying in a party college town. And you would think that every Friday my thing to do is go to levels or yeah. go to tracks or wherever and turn up with my guys, you know. <laughs> and that is – I used to do that, not going to lie, yeah. but it grows on you. And then when you realize that there's more to it than just that and, you know, you just have to get out there and, and just grind and, yep. and, and make something out of nothing. And <laughs> that's basically what I did. And so that's that's what motivates me as well too, you know. No, that's good. <laughs> and it's always you'd be surprised, especially being a being a young parent, like when you get in a conversation with people and they're like, You're just a kid and then you're like, and I have a kid and all right. of a sudden it just changes they're like, <laughs> oh, Okay, oh, okay yeah. you're a young person who's can actually like who is involved and engaged in parenting yeah. and yada yada yada, all of a sudden now like people that are 
35, 40, 50, whatever it may be, look at you differently as a young person because yes. you have like the responsibility. Yes, that, that people is are the used to. One. Whether you know <laughs> whether whether you're day to day dad, whether you're you know shelling out child support and just grinding <laughs> right. to make sure that you know that uh, that the kids got clothes and food and all that fun stuff. It's like whatever it may be. It's like everybody's parenting situation is their own unique thing. Right. I'm going to throw out a piece that you need to build on top of the depression free movement. You need to build like the parent free movement on top of the depression free movement, man. That's how you just finding your offshoots to keep going. Cause I think that can fit in the same world of like, you know, motivational quotes and like kind of generally consumable content. That's like broadly relatable. Like the parent stuff is where to go. Yeah, man, so, I'm going to create that, like, in the next two hours. And <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hook you up, too. I'm i got, I got some local you. people that are, that are running, that run the parent groups that, like, have been doing the parent social media thing for, like, five, ten years oh, now. Man. Like, know how this stuff goes. Doing parent social media is a whole different I bet world. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet to, it is. Like, man, I just, big, big, big ups to the people out there that may be listening to this and you know who you are. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> it goes to you. That, uh, that do the, that do the parents. I mean, it just, it's, uh, cause you're, you're always competing, you know, it, it almost seems like I would say the difference between the two in, in the, in the world of depression free people are looking for you to give them yes. the insight in the parent world. People want to give you the insight <laughs> and you regurgitate that thinking that other people are, yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry, I've gone down a rabbit hole that I didn't mean to go down. <laughs> it's all right, man. <laughs> uh, no, no, I dig that. I love that. So, how getting a little bit offshoot? We don't have to go too deep into it. But you talk, <laughs> but you talk about working for FedEx and, and and you know still having to work through the pandemic. I mean, has that has that been something that has upped the up the concern level? Like in your mind, like day to day, you have to go through stuff and the way that you interact with folks and the, the way that you do at work. How does that affect your feelings as they are now? Man, let me tell you. And take a pass <laughs> if you need to. If you're like, ah, I'm not trying to get fired. But no. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's definitely challenging because uh, with the pandemic going on, um, you have to stay safe and yeah. healthy. Um, and then also you have no other choice kind of but to be out in the mess because <laughs> uh-huh. i'm you know i'm needed yeah and um you know without me they might not get their medicine they might not get their uh i don't know their mixtape or whatever i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> fedex that's the new slogan medicine and mixtapes that's it i'm on board <laughs> but um it's just it's definitely challenging because you know i you you definitely have to have that uh, the mindset of it could happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people are just like, oh no, like you know, it only happens to old people, and you know, it, I'm young and I can get it, but I can, you know, I can fight through it because yeah. you know I'm younger, and a lot of people do that, but they don't, they don't really understand how serious it is, you know, and yeah. uh, that that's definitely mentally um, can mess me up from time to time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, hey, I can get out there. Got to get after it. Because if I can't do it, then nobody won't get their package. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nobody won't get their package. Right. You're here to deliver, man. I'm on, I'm yes, on board. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Uh, so kind of kind of backtracking to um, to the depression de- depression free movement. Have you created? Is it is it mainly focused on the Facebook page, or have you developed offshoots and, and other vehicles as well? Like, do you do you have followings in other spaces? Um, so I put together. Or is it really focused on on the on the big one? Uh, <laughs> so I um, I I um, I veered off. It's still on Facebook. It is it's not a page, but it's a group. Okay. Um, it's but it's more dialed in. It's more like uh, smaller. Mm-hmm. maybe uh 7000 people on that page but yes. um it's more smaller and is is that way because I want to be able to uh be more in depth with with you know the people that need it yeah and um and it also give them the opportunity to share their stories mm-hmm. cuz you know on my Facebook page I'm the one giving the positive content I'm the one pushing the content out there for other people to see yeah uh rather than on the group um, they can just post freely and then like, hey, you know, um, I can't sleep at night. You know, I'm worrying about this. What can I do? And everybody else on the group can comment on you know, different tips and tricks to help them to have a, you know, 
better night's sleep and stuff like that. Nice, nice. And I, I get that that's – so that is the probably one of the more relatable things that, that we've got between our two platforms, right, mm-hmm. um, is that that was very much kind of the, the position that I took when I launched the group, which was, you know, right now just the page is me broadcasting, right. you know, kind of like you were, you were there. Like, hey, it's just me pushing out to folks. But it's like right. – Hey, I can only do so much of this. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I know we, I need the group of mine. I need the I need the people that support the broadcast component to come in and start supporting right. each other. Right, exactly. Right? exactly. So I, I, I dig that because you know lot. sometimes sometimes um, you know I won't be there. You know uh, I get busy and I don't, I forgot to schedule a post or forgot to post, and they need that post. Well, they yeah. can go to the group and you know post something for some type of comfort temporarily until i get back or like just something permanently you know they can just post on there and just get any type of feedback and i try my best i try my best and this is i you know i i put an emphasis on this because i try my best to make sure this group is as private as possible yeah so i made it to where the only way you can be in uh get into it is if you're invited to it or you run across it and if you you know, uh, join it. Mm-hmm. You got to ask some questions, you know, answer some questions. And at the end of the day, it's up to me whether or not you get approved into yeah. that group because I want the security for the other folks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And it goes down to, to the, uh, you know, judging and stuff like that because I don't want, you know, just a random person from Pakistan jump in there wanting to promote and scam somebody and they see that and automatically it's not, it's not secure, or, you know, so. Well, you got, you got the other side of it, too, man. I mean, people are posting, like, sensitive stuff. That yes. They want people to empathize and, and feel back with them about. They don't just want to feel like they're going to post something they're just going to get attacked because of it. So, oh, well, yes. you're, you know, you're, your feelings aren't valid. Right, you, know, right. you know, get over it, man. It's like right. you, know, you, you want people to be. Yes, I want. And I, 7,000 of you. Right, <laughs> right. And I want people to take, you know, uh and, and it's it's the thing of it is is you know um, when I got this today, actually I had an inbox. It was a some woman from what was she from? I want to say she was from Texas, maybe California. Uh-huh. And she um, inboxed me was like, hey, um, um, I just noticed that this person in the group has screenshotted my post and reshared reposted it on their page. Um, and she was like, you know, the rule says, and, you know, and I was like, yeah, I understand. I'm really, really sorry, and I dealt with it. You know, I contacted that person. and was like, hey, can you please take this down? Yeah. If you don't take it down, then I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to kick you out the group because that's not – that's against the rules. Yep. Um, but I try to I try to be tight-knit with the group, you know what I'm saying, so that way they could feel some sense of uh, security there. That's good. That's yeah. good. Did you uh, did that person ultimately take that post down, or did you have to yes. take them out the group? They or? they actually responded back to me. I didn't have to take them out. Um, they was like, "I'm really really sorry. Uh, I didn't read rule three. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it won't happen again." I was like, "Okay, well that's that's fine, you know, but please don't do it again, please, because <laughs> this is really sensitive information." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's it, man. I mean, people. Yeah. Uh, you know, people being willing to, to share that. And again, I, I love going back to what we said earlier, the, the total, the total strangers thing, man, yeah. to, to know that for a lot of people, that's, that's just it. If they can get it out, that's, that's how they get through it. Right. Right. And you know, a lot of people got different coping mechanisms, you know, they <clears throat> through a group or through us, you know, some type of service or some type of therapy or some of them are something physical, you know, they can put a bracelet on and make them feel, you know, strong and, you know, comfortable and more powerful and more secure with themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So different people got different ways of, you know, coping with that stuff. Have you ever thought about, like, getting, uh, like, like going to school and, like, professionally looking into, like, psychology or psychiatry or um, social work or whatever it may be? Like, is that something that interests you? Yeah, um, uh. It actually do because and, and and the reason why and it, it actually happened three days ago. Um, I'm not gonna say any names or anything like yeah, that. No, for sure. um, but someone told me, um, you know, why are you doing this for? Um, you're not a professional. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything. 
So why are you doing this? You know, yeah. and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said I was a professional and I never said I know everything. I just know what I've been through. And with that being said, I just want to, you know, share with the world what I've been through and let them know that you're not the only one. And mm-hmm. and so that kind of was like, you know what? I didn't get mad at the person. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? That just motivate me even more to go to college now and get this this license. So I was yep. like, man, I'm going to Google. And I went to <laughs> Google and was like, you know, how to, you know, how how many years does it take to, you know, be a psychologist or how many years does it take to be a therapist? And I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this, you know. Good. I'm going to show I'm going to show that person. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I didn't I I've never been that person, but yeah. you know, sometimes you need that. Yeah. Sometimes you need that uh that uh off that off person that negative person or whoever that don't because you know like I said at the end of the day it's not for everybody yeah you know some people got different views on things I get that but um you know that's it that's it that's all I can't be mad at them yeah about that but you know my life goes on and it's not gonna affect in my life <laughs> well, and ultimately I mean there's plenty of people out there that make a living just like. Yes. Being a motivational speaker, right? People that are, sure, you know, yeah. do this stuff for 20 years but never get any, like, professional licensing about it. And, like, right. that's one thing. But you've been doing this for, like, six months. It started as a thing that was really, you know, focused on, okay, well, how can you kind of help people but also help yourself in the process? Right. And if amateurism, which, you know, leads to, uh, you know, a, a level of professional development and, like, gets you on this path to, like, go to these next right. stages and all of a sudden now you've got – you know, your, your, your first level of degree here. I, you know, I, I don't know anything about that world, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know what degree is what and, you know, associates, a bachelor's, a master's, a PhD, whatever it may be. But like you start out and you're just going to learn and pick up and be like, Oh man, here's, you know, now I can amplify yes. the way that I help people more and more. All of a sudden it's, right. you know, Dr. Fitzgerald <laughs> That's of the depression free <laughs> movement. And now, and now who's credible, whoever right. had something to say earlier. No, right. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I said, like you said, I've only started this a couple months ago. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a time thing. It takes time and I'm blessed that it grew as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, you know, it's a time thing. You know, I'm 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 taking steps. Yep. You know, one step here, one step there, one step there, and I'm the type of person that set goals for myself. Um, you know, like I was, I was at a zero zero followers. I was like, okay, my goal is five k. You know, my goal is twenty k. My mm-hmm. goal, you know, and then all the way up to four hundred k. And I was like, okay, now my goal is a half a million by the end of December. And I I set it so high and I set it so close because it kind of like push me to like mm-hmm. you know keep being strong and keep going through with this instead of like slacking off and mm-hmm. eating cheeseburgers every day and just <laughs> saying ah you know that can be fine for another day you know i, I try not to do that that's cool, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. No, i mean and that that drive whatever that goal may be that's what keeps you going i mean this yes. i've said it a couple times in the podcast like this thing it was two years before i finally launch this out and it took getting through six other projects to get here building this building that yes. whatever it was the group here or uh you know working on working on honing my my uh my production skills there and like it just as long as you keep telling yourself this is what i want to do this is what i want to do now you're yeah. you're a little bit better than me because you set a timeline <laughs> for yourself man i just kind of like kick back i'm like yeah, i want to get around to it i'm gonna get around to it but right. but you're like no i want in and by the end of the year 500,000 <laughs> or I'm done with myself. It's like, dude, that's uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> you're ch- you're chasing yourself right out of the tunnel, man. Oh yeah, it's pretty you're like intense. get into the light. I'm going. <laughs> it's pretty intense. And like you said, man, it didn't it this idea wasn't wasn't my first idea as well, you know. Um I did this. I've built uh I was into social media marketing and and building accounts and selling them and building accounts for other businesses. I've been doing that for about five years. Uh-huh. So, um, majority of the accounts were more like meme accounts, uh-huh. niche related, like, you know, cars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just like, you know what, man, like this is fun and all, you know, but I want more meaning behind the stuff that I do. And so I, that's when I geared away from you know doing stuff like that and it was like you know what i'm gonna focus on something that i'm really passionate about 
and something that I've been through. So that way, I I know I can't give up on it. Do you drive that G thirty five or G thirty seven? The purple one. Yeah, is that you? <laughs> yes, that's me, dude. Okay, <laughs> all right, scratch it. We got we got like around fifteen to twenty more minutes of this podcast, <laughs> and we're going way out from depression free now, dude. I'm I'm in I'm in a different world now because oh, it's dude. The, no, the car culture in yes. Carbondale is awesome. Yes. Right. And like, yes. so you, you, I like judging by your car and by knowing who drives <laughs> what, you pal around with Noah Folk and those yeah, guys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, <laughs> I know what everybody drives, who everybody drives, how that all comes together. I'm a, I'm a motorcycle guy myself because I like to go faster than you guys, but that's not even <laughs> um, <laughs> And I love it, dude. I just absolutely love it. So, like, have you, have you always been a car guy? Like, I have actually. Um, <laughs> I have always been a car guy, and it, it's funny because, you know, um, I had a a Dodge, a Dodge Charger. It mm-hmm. was a pretty blue, and it was sitting on uh, 22-inch rims mm-hmm. and uh, matte black wheels. It was just beautiful. Um, but then that was more higher off the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go lower <laughs> and, like, just – don't care like the low life let's, uh-huh. let's do it let's try it out dude i watched you drive that car around <laughs> and just drag yes. pipes bro <laughs> yes like three exhausts later <laughs> i'm working on my, fall, my what was it exhaust. like when they were doing the t- railroad track construction oh. for you <laughs> how awful was the that? one the one the one that's like just past the train station Mm-hmm. It was horrible. I remember one time, I I just forgot that they were working on it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I'm late to work. I got to wait work. I get to work." So I drove past it, and it hit my undercarriage so hard that it threw my car back. Yeah, completely. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> did I did I tear my car in half? What's going on?" <laughs> I had to pull over and check it out, but it was it was the worst. So is that worst. a is do you have it plasti dipped or is that a is that a full-on paint job it is a plastic dip nice it's a good it's a, no but it's a it's not it's not a jank plasti dip it's not. job dude it's like not it's a good plastic how how often do you have to redip it i mean are you a are you a six month are you a year guy are you a two-year Look, guy what's your let me tell you about it i <laughs> i got this wrap or dip done three years ago wow and it's still holding up it still looks pretty awesome yeah it still looks pretty awesome uh, but now, you know, obviously it's been three years and you're starting to see imperfections. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking to get a new color, which I can't tell nobody. <laughs> but they'll just know. If you have <laughs> the new color, know. the whole town will know, dude. Yes. <laughs> the whole town will know. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I go into the stores and stuff and they're like, oh, you're the purple G guy. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I don't even know you. But yes, that's me. <laughs> do you have do you have uh, vanity license plates? I don't. Okay, because you did. If you <laughs> like whatever your new color is, like that's what you need. You need to be like green G guy or yeah. red G guy, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> like it's that's almost good. scary. You're, you're, you're the G guy. I mean, that's yeah. No, it's a good. It's a good looking car. It's you, good you looking can't. Car. If I do any, if I do any dirt in car, I'm not saying I would. Yeah. But if I did, I will not get away from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because everybody know me. Yeah. Again, that's why you ride motorcycles, man. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't talk about that shit Nathan Um, so the uh, um, so my my idea that that I'm talking to folks and that's another reason why I want to have you on the podcast like get you looped in on the whole like Creatordale project and like the idea of you know having all different types of people creating content and and meshing in with one another and that's kind of what what for me uh this was about like i could learn about you and how you're driven and how you operate like you know and and just talk about it and document on screen and then turn around and see what we could do with it afterwards now i'm like okay cool you know i'm I'm interested in the depression free stuff because it's got a big right, audience and right. like I empathize with that. But like I, I think car culture is one of those things that is a huge draw. And yes. There's massive car communities on all different platforms. It's not just Facebook. It's not just Instagram. It's not just YouTube. It's literally every platform has yes. its own large collection of people that love cars yes. and vehicles. And yeah, I'm a. You know, so. I I've, I've wanted to get into that. Um, 
that was my next step after depression free because um the car group that i'm in they uh they started they started their own like their own brands uh-huh. and uh, a What's page as well i think it's like ice cream shop okay or something like that and um it's a pretty nice logo uh but they started that and so i didn't really want to step on any toes uh-huh. because if i i knew if i would have got into that industry mm-hmm. it, it probably would have just you know taken off yeah and they would have been like why are you yeah coughing on okay and i didn't want to like step on any toes like hey man you know i'm starting this page and yeah. you, you just started this page and now it's you know everybody's attention over there and now so i didn't want to like you know step on any toes so i kind of like calm down and i'm just like all right guys just let me know you know what you guys gonna do with this brand let me know what you guys can do with the page because mm-hmm. if not i'll start it yeah you know, I have no problems with starting. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, regardless, man, I but I would definitely like after this conversation and where we go next, I would love for you to tie yeah. me in with with the car group oh, and yeah. and your guys. Like I'm, yeah, I'm I'm big I'm big on that. I would love to find a way to to utilize the WTF Carbondale platform to raise that up, but also just you know get 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 the car side of the created Daryl project right. going like, right, right, it's, again, right. man, we've, we have the best automotive tech school we do. in the country. If not the world, I grew up yes. uh, just down the street. The, the guy that, that um, busted Toyota for the unintended acceleration stuff oh, yeah. uh, and the Priuses like, a, you know, a 15 years ago. Like I remember when, when Dave like moved to town and, living down the street from him and whatever else and, and being about his kid's age and all that. And it was like, oh, man, you know, Dave's taking on Toyota. <laughs> look out for the ninjas in the neighborhood now. Like, Toyota's going to be sending people <laughs> to, like, <laughs> cut tires. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, have uh, brake lines and all sorts of other stuff. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just it's cool, man. And the Automotive Technology Center and just – the other cool part is, like, in this car scene in Carbondale, people have taste. Yes, we do have taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely different, though. <laughs> where, 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 like, everybody having at least good taste, whatever their different taste may be, they at least have good taste. Where does that kind of come from? Do you think it's just kind of being the – being, like, the scrappy group of people I don't that – No, you know, I think – I honestly think it's the uh, – where people came from because yeah. majority of the people uh you know are college students that came from all over uh-huh. to come to school here in the automotive uh department and they bring their car they they bring their car and that's where we see different flavors from different places and stuff like that and and people here locally we've always been fond of uh being different yeah and we try our best not to be the same like for example i have a guy one of my friends, he has the exact same color car as me, uh-huh. but his is a, uh, I think a 350Z, uh-huh. it, and it's a Nissan, and a G35 and 350Z, you can put, they almost identical. Oh, yeah, you I mean, know, you, you guys can switch parts same drivetrain. Yeah, and, you know, so, I mean, he has almost the exa- exact same color as me, but the gloss version of mine, mm-hmm. and he sits way, way, way lower. You think I've went through exhaust this guy but uh he stanced out too is he oh man like, it's, it's crazy i don't get the z guys and their stanced out stuff, man i'm not i'm not a stance guy that's me personally but some people teach their own i guess <laughs> yeah 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 it's the low life man it's the low life now when winter time come around i am desperately looking for a daily right now because <laughs> i'm not ready for this snow because it's yours just like the rear wheel driver is it the all-wheel driver it's a rear wheel okay all right because mm-hmm, i um i feel like that we are due for a bad winter uh-huh. and it will get cold early <laughs> so i'm not ready for that so I'm, I'm wanting to put my g up for the winter and uh go get you know a hoopty or something i can just drive around for the winter time good, you know? <laughs> good. Ho- hopefully this will call out if you're if you're out there in podcast <laughs> lands and you've got a beater that you're trying to get rid of hit them up let them know please comment <laughs> wherever you are we'll find it we'll get you set up it's got if it's if it's set up for snow all the better no <laughs> change on the wheels no plan no change on the wheels <laughs> front wheel drive but we prefer four wheel drive all wheel drive man you need to my I'm a big, I'm a, my buddy, uh, one of my buddies has a, has an STI. I've always been a big Subaru oh, guy. Oh yeah, I, me too. I like him. I like him. Get, dude, get yourself like a, like an early 2000s Forester. 
Ooh. something that you can just yeah. beat on, yeah. something you can something you can haul people and and stuff around in. Yeah. And if you get bored with it, you just swap in an STI motor <laughs> or like do the do the do the the, the Tribeca swap into it. I think it's like the three point six liter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, flat six. That was just a monster engine in an ugly car. Like that's <laughs> that's the that's I don't know. We we talk too much about putting some Subaru parts into other Subarus. It's a silly. I mean, you're a car guy. You get it. Yeah, you know yeah. that talk. You're always they trying to figure amazing. out what do I put in where. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your dream car then? If you've if you've got like oh, a, if you could pick just one vehicle that if it was always sunny and always dry and always 70 degrees mm-hmm. what would you what would you drive i would drive a porsche panamera okay i would definitely drive a porsche panamera or a maserati what kind of maserati oh. are, you, are, you, are you talking like the like the four door like the quattroporte or are you talking like the Hmm. The the roadsters or what's maybe your... the maybe the four door okay uh I've dealt with coupes for a long time so I might I might go sedan with the four door yeah I might go four door they do they're excessively priced man for for a guy making FedEx money if you really <laughs> hustle then you cut some of your other bills man I mean yeah. they're, you know you could you could get a, a gently used Maserati four door probably for like thirty or forty grand. Man. You know that's oh, that's yeah. that's a high end new Camry money. That's oh yeah, maybe I uh, <laughs> go to my depression free page and throw up a donation right. hey, box. Just be like, hey. All right, uh, buy a depression <laughs> buy depression freeze Maserati here. <laughs> yeah. If everybody gives a dollar, I can buy ten of them. Like. You can really. That's four hundred thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is crazy. But no, and, and and think think about that. You know, I I really. I really think the the partnering of a cause with a product. I mean, ca- mm-hmm. cause based marketing is the thing these days. Yes. And the the other aspect of this is you've led with like a passion and a purpose before you've gone out there and like started chasing dollars right. with it. So figure out what like the ethical way to assemble these different components yes. together, and then figure out how you can broaden your service with it, man. Like right. figure out okay, well if I if I'm reaching this many people and this many people are giving me feedback and I can only get to maybe you know, 30 or 50% of these people. Right. What can I do to double or triple the number of people that need feedback, but then put a couple other people in place to serve them right. beyond that? Shucks. I mean, you could probably even reach out to people at different schools, like people that are training in their, in their, uh, you know, selective fields and whatever that are getting hours in and be like, Hey, right. you know, can you engage me in this? Can you be a depression free intern? Or I, you know, again, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not a professional, That's so I don't neat. know how to, yeah. how to, how to, put all those particular components together, but I, I see, I see potential that you see in it. Yeah. So, I definitely, uh, did not, uh, you, you threw a good one at me. Uh, I'm definitely going to take a look at that because I've never thought of something. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. So I would definitely take a look in that. No, and you'll pick, you'll pick it up <laughs> bit by bit, man. I've done, I've done more talking this episode than I wanted to, but <laughs> you got me all excited, dude. Like, you know, especially when we kicked off into your purple G guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's phenomenal, man. <laughs> so who's uh, – so I guess the next question is in the car scene here, if you were to give a suggestion to, like, who's who's a person that needs to do this podcast that's a car scene person here? Mm. Who, would you, who would you say needs to be my way? Oh. Most of my friends are more, like, low-key okay. with their life. All right. You know, Everybody's chill. I'm on board. Yeah, they're like <laughs> – they're like, ah, nah, man, I'm cool, dude. Like, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> Fortnite, yeah, that's it. Um, but uh, I can reach out. I definitely can reach out because I, I think I have a guy or two that would be more than happy to come yeah. on this podcast. Man, no, I, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to check out and, and kind of start start getting into that. I think that would yeah. be fun. I yeah, that'd be that dope. Would be fun. So, <laughs> like I said, just trying to tie all these different components together, and I had this is so cool because I had I had zero <laughs> expectation to meet somebody that was already like. Yo, pseudo famous in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're pseudo famous in a lot of people's minds, man. Like, ah, oh, that's just neat. That's just neat. Oh yeah. So, uh, well, what? Okay, so where where can people find your stuff at? That's that's the other question that I that I that you know I haven't always asked everybody, but for you, it's pertinent. Like, what's what's the name of the Facebook page? What's the website? Like, yeah. What's the easiest way for them to get to your stuff? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my Facebook page itself is called Depression Free. Um, and then I have a private group where people can go and share, uh, you know, different stories and stuff of their life. 
and that's called Depression Free Group. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I also have a website um, where I just post articles mm-hmm. about like steps on how to deal with pr- depression, um, how to cope with the loss of a loss of a loved one, um, relationship stuff, relationship related stuff, like you know. Um, how can you find out that your spouse is cheating on you? Or, like, just different things that is intriguing that you can go and um, get information from. Now, that website is www.depressionfree, with one E.com. So, F-R-E.com. Good deal. Good deal. Well, that's it, man. I really, again, I appreciate the time. This is an exciting conversation. I really enjoyed it, man. I always love this when I get to meet somebody that I've never met before and and talk through and... uh, Hey, thanks for having me, man. Ab- I mean, absolutely, man. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll check back in in like a year and see where the movement's at. <laughs> I'll know, walk in there with some towel. You're like, let me tell you how I got depression free. <laughs> All this money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, man. It's it's better than it's better. You know, I'd I'd rather people I'd rather people spend five bucks on a bracelet and talk with somebody yes. through a Facebook chat that actually helps them out than going to spend a thousand dollars for a Tony Robbins session. Man. Right. I'm going to just throw that out there. Like there is, there's is a value proposition yes. to be made here that says I am more valuable and I am more ethical than this activity over here. That's right. solving for a similar problem because people are missing this or missing that in their lives. Right. So anywho, tangent, <laughs> tangent over. That's it. Uh, Cleva Fitzgerald. Uh, guest for episode number eight on the WTF Carbondale podcast, where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives, tie it all back here to Carbondale. And I think we did all of those things today because this man lives an interesting life, uh, doing interesting stuff, uh, and he loves uh, being tied to this place, Carbondale. So uh, I'm I'm stoked to have him here. Thanks again, man. Oh, and uh, no let's problem. see. As, as I'm I'm trying to develop a whole like outro tagline. I'm not doing a good job of it, but I'm I'm trying my best. <laughs> so uh, have a good one, whatever that one may be.